Say good to be back today, God's house, amen from his soul. Um, I do just all your prayers today as we try to minister to just a few moments today. Uh, this will be quite a bit different from last Sunday, I guess, what the preaching part. Uh, I want you to turn with me to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. I'm going to read a couple of verses of scripture there. I know surely I've read this before, then I got a note here or road. I got the seventh and twentieth and ninety-seven. That's been a while back. I don't know when what you know. But anyway, I want to talk to us today. I think what the Lord maybe laid on my heart today for, for us. We do serve an awesome God. I'm thankful for his son Jesus Christ. And I think before we start, I mean, before I start this, uh, as you know, as all y'all know me now, I'm still working where I've been working for 40 something years, but I'm the only one left down there, you know. And I and it's, used to, you know, to have four or five guys under me, and I had to, you know, under all the stress with that. Anybody had been over people trying to make them work anymore, it's stressful. So now I'm just by myself, and uh, I do really, they don't tell me what to do. I just do what I think I need to do around the pl their place, and I really like it. <laughs> I really don't get to work in about nine and take off at three, you know, and I kind of do my own thing. I do a lot of mowing, and I know uh, I do a lot of thinking anymore. And some of it may be good, some of it may be bad. But I was thinking the other day, you know, I think, you know, we think of the John 3.16 chapter, or, you know, the verse you know, about God, you know, so love the world, you know. And I'm getting to think about, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't really, th I know we read it and we quote it. I don't really sometimes think we really know the depths of what it means. That's my personal opinion. And I'm going to go into this for just a little bit, and I'm going to talk to us today. You know, we said we're living in a time today that it is, I just want to say uncertain, but it's almost almost scary in one way. I put that away. I know we, I'm not saying that. No, I know God's in control. Amen. Don't get me wrong. But you really sometimes you don't know what to do. You know everything going on. But the one thing we can we got to do is just trust the Lord. We got to trust Him. We know He everything's uh, great. And uh, but I'm going to read this, and I'll get back into that in just a moment. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the first verse is, Therefore, seeing we also are compressed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin doeth so easily beseed us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us sink in for just a moment. It said, Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I think run and to me impatience is two key words in that, you know, because we got to a point we're not, we're just dragging anymore. That's my personal opinion. And we don't got no patience. Because, uh, you know, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Look, where do we look? We look to Jesus because he started this, and he's going to finish it. And he says, Whom for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set on the right hand of the throne of God. That's a few couple of verses of Scripture there, but they got, they got so much in it. 
And so let's run with patience the race that is set before us and look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith, which we know he run his race with patience. He had to have a patience to put up with the people he put up with. Amen. But he finished it on Calvary. Amen. Turn back with me to John, the 20th chapter, and we're going to get into that for just a moment. And I want to talk to us today, just a few moments. This, in, the, in our society today, in the time that we live in today, we got so many people today that is uh, depressed, disheartened, don't know what to do, don't know where to go. And we today, and we, we, we lose sight of really who Jesus is. And I want to this morning, if you don't get anything at all, I hope I can get to this morning how much Jesus cares. Amen. I just hope I can get to the cross to you, and that's my main focus today, is how much he really cares. We read the Bible, and I talk quite a bit, you know, about John 3.16. We quote that often, often, we quote that quite often, you know, and you get to depth or looking into that, look a little bit, you know, but he gave his life, you know, for the world, you know, not for himself, but for us, you know, and you get to think about all these things. And we get to think about, you know, all we, he went through, you know, the, you know, the 33 years, maybe he was here the last three years of his life, you know, that how he laid out the gospel of Christ. He went about healing people and everything that he'd done. And they didn't appreciate it whatsoever. A lot of people didn't, you know. And they was every place he'd go to, a lot of times he had to, he had to sneak out the back door because they was trying to kill him, you know. But he kept on loving people. And he kept on loving those that was trying to kill him. He kept on loving them. And we find out, you know, later, you know, through time, you know, he went to the cross. We, we talk about that quite often. Everybody knows what he went through there. But he says, all through that time, you know, he was telling me, he said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be crucified or I'll, I'll hang on the cross. But the third day I will rise again. And that was probably a lot to take in. You know, just the human body, you just the human sense that we have. It's a lot to take in. It's in today to a lot of people. It's a lot to take in that he's coming again one day. But according to the scriptures, that he's coming again one day. And I'm trying. I'm trying to base my faith on his word because I can't find brother AJ nothing that he's stored to me about. Everything is true. Everything's happening just like he said it's going, uh, it's going to. So I'm believing that he's coming back someday for his church. Amen. I believe that. And the Bible tells us he come back to church without spotted blemish. And I begin to look at that. I thought, man, that is not possible. But the church without spotted blemish is those that's been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what we get without spotted blemish because no, there's no blemish in Christ's blood. Amen. There's no fault in Jesus Christ. Amen. He went to the grave, you know, and stayed there three days. We know the story. He rose again on the third day. And through all this, you know, the, you get to thinking about the disciples, what was going through their minds the last of, when the three days that he was in the grave, they went from Christ defending them and everything till now they didn't know they had anybody. To a point, you know, the Bible says they even feared for their lives. And they was going around secretly places, 
And somewhere down the road, they got word that Christ had rose from the dead. And the Bible says, see, I'm going to read, start reading a little bit to this to you in John 20, starting with the 8th, 19th verse. In the same day of the evening, being the first day of the week, the doors were shut and where the disciples were assembled, the, 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 where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews. Then came Jesus, stood in their midst and said unto, said unto them, peace be unto you. And this is after he was raised from the dead. Keep that in mind. He was there with the disciples. He come up and all of a sudden he just appeared to him. And there he was. He said, how can that happen? That's God. This is God's son. I don't have to explain that. It just happened. And the Bible says, you know, as... He said there, he showed them to him, showed them to him. You know what? Just for just a moment, and then I'll get, on, I'll get quickly get in this, get out of this. But you'd have to sit there, you wonder what they was doing, you know. They was talking to one another probably. I don't know what they were always talking about, you know. They, said they, was, they was scared to death for one thing because they didn't know what was going to happen to them. They knew what they'd done to Jesus Christ. They'd been following him, so common sense would tell you they're going to come after them next probably. But now Christ stood there. He said, peace. In other words, he says, don't worry. Overcome the world. Come on. I overcame. You see me. A few days, I've got three, I'll put three days. I'll just maybe been four, but now once they come, you know. But you see me hanging on the cross. You see me. They nailed the nails in my hands and they pierced my side. You've seen all that happen. But let me show you something. I'm not somebody else. I'm the one you've seen there that they said, you know, I couldn't do this, I can't do that, but I did it. I got victory. I got victory. And if I got victory, y'all can have victory too. If I got it to victory, if them nails couldn't hold me and, and them piercing my side, you know, and the thorns on my head, you know, and all the punishment they give to me, but look at me now. Touch my hands. Touch my side. In other words, I put this in my words, everything's going to be all right Amen. because I overcome. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit. You know, he told him this later before this happened. He says, I get back to the Father. He said, I'm going to ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, so that he may bring back to remembrance the things that I've done, this and that. We know that happened on the day of Pentecost. But as he said, the disciple said that he was glad that he saw the Lord. And he said in, 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 uh, in the 21st verse, he said to them again, peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send unto you. Let me just read this a little bit more here. And when he had said, and when he had said this, he breathed on them unto them. He said, uh, "Receive the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sin you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you attain, they are attained." But let's get to the part I won't get to. But Thomas, Thomas wasn't there when he appeared to him this time. Think about it for just a moment. Thomas, where was he at? But he wasn't there. 
He was there every time that Christ was with them before, you know, when he was on the earth doing this and that, he was there, but Thomas wasn't there now. Thomas was a person, Thomas, the Bible says he called Thomas, is called Didymus, and that means twin. That means he was, to me, it was fighting something that was inside of him as we all fight today. We fight the human sinful nature. And Thomas wasn't there. But Thomas, you know, I get going through Thomas's mind. I don't know why the Bible don't record that or this. I just want to, I begin to think about these things. But Thomas 1 to 12, you know, was not there with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples said, and now Christ had left. And they had went and showed, told Thomas, said, Thomas, guess what? He said, the disciples said unto him, he said, you have seen the Lord. And he said unto him, except I see the print in his, the hands and his print of his nails and put his finger in the print of nails and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. Think about it. I've read this all my life and this never really got me until it got me this week. Thomas said, I ain't going to believe y'all. I ain't going to believe it. If you ever fought a battle that your faith was in a crisis, you begin to start wondering. Come on. Amen. Come on. Anybody? Begin to wonder. God, are you who you say you are? Why? Anybody ever ask a question, why? Amen. I remember, I'm not proud of this. I remember years ago when my dad had his stroke just retired from work and not too many years later had a stroke and his whole, the whole life changed till he think of retirement age he enjoyed it till now it was a burden life was I put that away when you have a stroke you lose your side you can't do nothing going from bed one night to the next morning everything changed overnight Thomas come out to me I was over to the lighthouse. We was having church over there. I left during church service because I just wondered, God, who you say you are? Why? You may look at me different. I'll tell this story. I don't know. But I'm human like the rest of y'all. Why? Went home to a point that I was aggravated. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Y'all may have it all figured out. Why? Worked with my dad for 30 something years together. Hard work back in the sawmill. Really, Hubert Rackley worked down there. He knows how hard work was back then. It was hard. Get to a point they go enjoy life and wham, overnight. Went to church all of his life, deacon in a church, and everything just went out the door. Seemed like to me. Why? To a point that I just want to throw my hands up and say, Are you really who you say you are? Thomas come out in me. It's not a good Thomas. That part of Thomas ain't. Begin to wonder. 
But Thomas here in the Bible, evidently he kept coming to church maybe because he appeared to him in a minute. I'm going to prove to you that he was there with them. He evidently he, kept, he didn't lose ever. Maybe he just got on the back burner. I don't know anybody been on the back burner before. You come to church on Sunday, but you're not really there. You're not really there because you've got too many questions going on. You've got too many things going on in your mind. You don't know what's going on. Your faith begins to say, hey, I'll back up till I see something. I don't understand this. Christ never asked us to understand it. He said, just have faith. Just have faith. You can't see the future, but Christ can. Thomas was there one day when Christ appeared to him. It is funny to me, and I've read this many times, never got this before. But Jesus knew what Thomas had said back when Thomas wasn't there. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> Tom the God is. Christ is. Because you read before, I said Thomas wasn't there and, and then went and told Thomas later and Thomas said, unless I see these hands, unless I see his side, I will not believe. And they didn't tell, disciples didn't tell that to Christ. He said, Thomas don't believe you. Because it don't record that they went back and told Christ, well, Thomas don't believe it. They don't record that. But Christ knew what he said. Amen. I love it. I love this part. I don't really get to, I really get this week and really got really what Christ means to me. <clears throat> See, we live in a time today that, you know, you go to church and everything's happy, everything's great. You pay the money, you get so much back and that's what we preach today. I said, we, I don't, but... That's what the world preaches today. Everything's great. But Thomas is still alive in people today. The one part of Thomas is because he's a twin. And we, to a point today, we don't understand that when bad things happen, we just go back. But I'm thankful for Jesus Christ today. Now to this point here was our clothes. Thomas Christ came to the disciples again and Thomas was there. Thomas was there. And why? Come on. Would Christ, what was the first thing he done? He went to Thomas. When he why would he? Why? I mean, because Thomas had turned his back on him and said, I don't believe it. I don't believe you. So I've seen the thing, you know, unless I see it, I just don't believe it. Had every intention, Christ, you know, today we can say one bad word about somebody in this 20, this 10 months, we'll speak to them. Amen. Don't shout me. We get our feelings hurt. I do too. But I got the old nose just sick it up and get over it. But you're young, you don't do that. But why would he go to Thomas? 
You know, you know, we need churches today that will have, I don't know how to put this in my own mind or I won't put it in my words. We need churches today that's got stories to talk about sometimes. We need today, you know, for preachers to sometimes say, hey, I want to show you my scar. I want to show you my side. He went to Thomas and said, Thomas, put your hand there. Thomas, look at here. When, Tom, when Christ didn't have any, he, he, he shouldn't even have showed him. In one sense, you think about it, for all Thomas done to him. That's where John 3.16 kicks back in. And what I'm going to bring to you this morning, I'll try for it just real briefly, how much Christ loves us. We're all humans. We all mess up. And Christ knows we've messed up. But he still shows up and says, hey, hey, Jay, look my hand. Hey, Roger, look my side. This is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He'll come down to your level and say, hey, look you here. Look you here. Look you here. Look what I've done for you. Amen. Well, I didn't throw you away. I didn't talk about, about you when you messed up. I just said, I'm going to show you who I am. And I'm here today to tell you, if you believe God, what did Thomas said, oh, my Lord, my God. My Lord, my God. I got nobody to blame but myself. Lord my God, you still love me when everything was going when I was back in the left field, when I was doubting you, when I was wondering why, when I was even not even going to church when I should have been going, but I kept going a little bit just because. And you kept on loving me. Where can you find anybody else? The King of Kings and Lord of Lords would say, hey, look at here. I'm not going to show you. I ain't, you know, he don't, he's not off his gold streets. He's not showing off his plaques on the wall. He says, get here. Look what I've done for you. And I'm here today to tell you that's what he's done for you. That's what he's done for you. Let me ask this question. What are you doing for him? Only you can answer that. Only you could answer that. What have you done for him? What have you done for him? I'm gonna I'm gonna change this a little bit this morning. With the drum player, get back up here. I want you to sing that song again, Morgan. It's so well ago. It's so good to me. I don't know if Lord can play it with him or not, but you just stay right there and do it. You support him. And won't you stop and think for just a moment. What have I done for God this week? Last week? The last year? Have I been like Thomas? I've been sitting back and saying, hey, something ain't right. But I'm here this morning to say, Christ is saying, look here. Look at here. 
Put your hand in there. Put your hand on the Word of God. The goodness of God, you can't overcome it. You can't, man, you can't find nothing better. You go, go ahead. He's going to sing this song. We're going to stand. You're going to go shake someone's hand. You're going to neck. You're going to come and pray. I don't know. I love you, Lord. But Lord, He, he loves you this morning. For your mercy, he never, mercy fails. never ends, it never fails. In all my days, I've been held in your hand. Some come on, anybody else want to come? Until I lay my head, oh, I will see the goodness of God. He said, Look here. Look at here. All my life you have been faithful. All my life he's been faithful, amen. Anybody else want to come? Come on. All my life you have been so, so good. With every Anybody breath else? that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Anybody else? Love your voice. You have led me through the fire and in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend, and I have been in the goodness. You have been faithful And all my life You have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God We're just playing now as we Let's pray together. Father, today, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come for you. Thanking you for your grace, your mercy, your wonderfulness today, Father. Father, we ask you to forgive us where we failed you. We just thank you so much for showing up and saying, look, look at my hand. Look at my side. As you did, Thomas, you do to us. We thank you so much for your mercy, your grace today. Father, thank you. I pray for these that's praying this morning. Father, you know what's on their hearts. You know what they're praying of today, Father. We ask you to touch each and every one of it. All these prayer requests, we ask you to touch each and every one of them. Father, be with our young people today as they're traveling, Father, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ today. Father, we pray for those that's facing this COVID going on today, Father. We know, Father, you got the answer for it. Father, just let us keep us safe, Father. And Father, we're just going to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for each and every one that's here today, Father. Because all our life you've been so good. You've been so good to us, Father, today. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask these things. Amen.